All right, thanks for joining us here on this Thursday morning. Hello, everybody. It's the Morning Tailgate. Lindsey Brown, Vinny Bonsignor, I'm Clay Baker. Thank you for being with us uh, today. we got a lot to get into, and we'll take your calls at 702-365-9200. We'll also take your text. Same number, 702-365-9200, don'tbebroke.com, Dollar Loan Center. We'll talk to Tony Pauline, longtime NFL Analyst. He also works with Sports Kita. He's covering the draft as well as free agency. We'll talk to him at 7:30. And we'll also talk to Andy Phillips, former offensive lineman on the NFL draft at 9 o'clock here on Raider Nation Radio. Uh, you can also hit us up on X or Twitter at RNR920 AM. All right, how are we doing this morning? Outstanding. Yeah? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm, I was doing some tape watching this morning, oh, yeah. so I was did, did uh, I was attacking the day. Still am. Were you looking at a little Spencer Rattler, no, perhaps? No, I did I not look some... at the rat dog. Uh, I love that name, Yeah, right? Spencer Rattler. I, I've known about him for a while because yeah. he was on like the Elite 11 with Dilfer years ago. I heard he didn't come off too well on he that. He did not. He did not. Yeah. But he, he was a young man at the time, and I'm not going to hold somebody accountable for their attitudes when they were 16 now that they're uh, in their 20-whatever year, and so I... I was actually watching some stuff on Bo Nix, and I will get to Spencer Rattler, but I'm just trying to get those those top guys, at least the ones that I'm not super familiar with, out of the way. But yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. I I got my my water bottles all washed up, de, uh, de- disinfected, all that stuff. <laughs> you did. Yeah. I'm rocking my new uh, my my new washing machine. You know what yeah, I came my, my dishwasher. Oh, like, nice. Like all of the appliances in my apartment decided to. I guess that's not that's probably a lie because some of these things haven't been working. I just haven't put a work order in for them. Oh, uh, so the warranty came up and now they crumble, right? Well, it's right? not a warranty. It's just I I just lived with it for like 3 years my dryer didn't have heat. So I would <laughs> That defeats just, yeah, the purpose. I, I know, I know. And I was like, "Why is it taking was 4 it? hours?" I, I don't know. Uh, so I you just, had that thing on hot and was it wasn't just, doing anything. Well, here's the thing. I'm wor- I'm constantly worried that I'm going to be to get in trouble and I think that if I call in and put the ticket in and that they come in, that they're going to say, well, it's broken. Also, your fault. Pay for it. Oh, really? So So it would be turned around on you. Yeah. And I just kind (laughs) of let things be to the point where all of a sudden there was leakage with my dishwasher. There's a hose exposed. It would always like come out of the the cupboard that was it was housed in if I pulled out the drawer too far. And so finally I was like, we got to call this. Listen, that sounds serious. A little bit of advice from Uncle Vinny. Okay. Address it as early as possible because here's what ends up happening. You, you know, your 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 worry, yeah, that you're going to get blamed for it. <laughs> when when the guy comes in or whoever it is, the the attendant comes in, they're going to go, you know, how long has this been going on? Now you got to. Like, are you going to tell them? Well, actually, since I got here. Well, that's that's uh, then exa- they're, they're, that's exactly why I never call them in. Okay, because I know that question's because, coming. But if you wait for six months or a year, they're going to go seriously. Like, you, if you say, "Yeah, uh, when I got here, when did you get here? About a year ago," and right. that's highly suspicious. If you if you m- next time if you if you move into a place mm-hmm. next time and there are issues immediately, call immediately because you're you. That's your right to do number one, yeah. and 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 you, you you're you're I just got here. There's, I, this was pre-existing, right? That's why I'm calling you right now. So don't put yourself in a position where the police are like the police. You know the what police I'm saying? Are involved. The, the, oh, that's the, right. Oh my god! The, uh, the, 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 the um, what do you call it? The uh, whoever run the, the management company. Yes. Says. I love Dragnet. Now you're on trial. Yes. <laughs> Friday, you know, uh, ma'am. 
Why didn't you just call a year ago? Uh, oh, so you're just calling now? Well, that's highly where, suspicious. There's a sweet spot where there's like a malfunction where it can cause further damage, which you have to call in right away. And then there's the malfunction where the only person that suffers is me. And that's what I'm willing to live with. And so that's where I'm trying to get to a point where I do take initiative. I, I do get yes. over my fear of losing security deposits and everything. It's just hard because when you you rent, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. renting now. You have it's, rights. It's, it's the... Exactly. But that's where it's can I hang stuff up with 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 nails? Can I can I do this? Can I do that? Is that going to cause issues? And so there's just a lot of I'm not going to even dabble in that because it's probably more trouble uh, than it than it's actually worth. You want to be that perfect resident where you have a clean record and you don't ask for anything. I just want to lose the security deposit like money. Money's money, right? It's serious money. And they will find every little thing. Like you said, like if are those nail holes, you're not supposed right. to nail God anything forbid up. We put a picture up, right? Yeah. And but but that's the thing. Who Wh- comes in here every? I know. I live here. No, no, no. Oh. Who comes in here as a guest once a week now? Ash. You have the power of the law behind you. Oh sure, I got right. friends. Yeah, I got friends, course. but they got better things to do, Vin Dog. I want to. I don't want to bother be a them with my, with, my, with my. If stuff. you got, if she felt that you were getting screwed on something like that, she would be a bulldog. Her and her oh, team. Oh, thousand percent. Yeah, so so she loves to ask for the two million. Again, yeah. That's her thing. Again, <laughs> got to get over that fear. I know. You. As I need to a, get more confrontational or like. It's more, not even confrontational. Uh, it's just like this is. These are my rights, and if you and if and if you're trying to push back on me. Right. I'm gonna. There's two calls that I can make, and your life is gonna be real difficult after that. So let's work together and do the right thing. That's what you have to do. Right. Uh, because they take advantage of people like you. Now I'm not saying Exa- people oh, like you. A hundred percent people like that, me. That, don't mm-hmm. be that. Okay. Yeah. As you get older, and I know there is apprehension, there's fear. You know, when the when, when my daughter was telling me this, I think a couple months ago, her, the first time a police officer was behind her in, as he's driving. She's like, I felt like I did something wrong. I'm like, oh, I get terrified every right, time. We got to get over that. Like, they're just people, too, number one. They don't have all the mm. power, even though they sometimes think that they do. You have rights, and you need to exercise those rights, or else you're going to get squashed. Well, you only ha- you have rights, but they're only as good as the, the people that respect them about you. And so that's the thing is, like, that's a choice that people make. In every that's, interaction, and so that's where relationships. And that's, it's just institutional power, right? Mm-hmm. That's where it's. I I don't so I don't like taking up space. Like I have a self consciousness for that. I I don't think I'm alone in that. And so that's where I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to cause any inconvenience to anyone. Wow, that's really crazy because you you seem to be like somebody that would not want to be quiet about I, that I, because I, the Lindsay I know, Vinny, Vinny I know. says I'm, not, I'm a contradiction. I'm a uh, walking enigma. You are not the quiet person. <laughs> no, that I, well, and, and I do this job, and I'm str- extremely introverted. Clay, the day that you were out, she and I got into a discussion. Now help me out here. I hope that you're with me on this. Uh oh. If if uh, she's at she's at a restaurant and she orders a burger, let's just say without with just cheese and meat, mm-hmm. and it comes back with the special sauce and everything else, she's gonna take the special sauce off and eat it. Or I'll throw it away and move on with my life. It's your pain. I'll put it in a box. You get gave it to go, the order. You gave away. the order to the person. That was your request as a paying customer. You have every right to say, "Hey, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. I asked you, are you make sure you got it that it's plain that it's just the meat and the cheese?" Yeah, and you nodded yes. And now you brought me this. You have every right to give it back and have them cook it the way you want to. Mm. Don't think that you're a burden or there's and and her her big worries that that the cook would get mad. The cook's just going to cook it again. (laughs) 
right. Oh <laughs> yeah, like we all we all think it's going to be reprisals <laughs> on that burger. Well, they're going to be throwing it on the ground and, the and scratching it. Yeah. I don't want to be so cynical that I assume right. that somebody is going to they're do gonna that. They're going to do right by it's, you. It, well, it's more I think me perceiving that I need to do right by the other person because. This is their, this is their job. They have all their lives. Not everything's going to be perfect. I'm not going to ream them out because they got my order. You don't off. have to ream them out. But their boss might. They, their boss might. It might. This might be the final straw. And I don't well, want somebody to lose their job up, because I, they put cheese on my burger. If it is they the got final mouths straw, to feed. It is on them. If it's, it's on that way to that. Wait but it's a burger. It's okay. Like <laughs> yeah, that's but, where it, it's it's okay, and that's where <laughs> it's not okay because we have mouthfeel issues, <laughs> and the special and so, sauce screws up the mouthfeel. Uh, uh, they're like, oh, you didn't eat a lot of your food. Did you? Too? Would you like to get a box? Uh, yes, I would. Do I eat leftovers? Almost never. never. So I'll I'll get the box Love so I can just throw it away because I don't want to be perceived <laughs> as that person. That's I don't need this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, that that's what I do. And then if it happens enough times, I just simply don't go back to that restaurant. So again. Issues, man. These, these, so these, many of these them I hold. Here. You're out yeah. So bucks. many of them I hold. Yeah, yeah. We, we got to find a happy spot, a sweet spot, yeah. you know, that, that you're comfortable with saying like, no. <sighs> right. I need this the way I need it. I, I asked yeah. you. do need it. My sweet spot it. is eating Tony's pizza for six months because I can control it. We're, that's that's the what, sweet what if they, spot. What if we you entered to, uh, into an agreement. <laughs> Twin Peaks, if you, if they, remember when they- I can't eat them. Because they, did, they got rid of your, uh, the pork uh, sandy, right? I love, I love their staff. I, they have so much other stuff on the menu that I'm sure is great, but that pulled pork sandwich was literally everything to me. What if that pulled pork sandwich came in with rye bread and had those little seeds in them and no. stuff? So would you, would you be then like, no, no, no. I can't do this. I wouldn't need it. <laughs> oh my goodness! I wouldn't need it, Lindsay. We gotta get you fixed up here. Well, d- how well, much? You, that, when like, you figure out how to fix autism, you let me know. You let me know. There might be some other people that are interested you're, in your findings as you're well. A, you're a practical person. I am. You're, There's you, a lot of rules. You, you That's how I survive. You understand that you know you go to work and make a paycheck, and um, you know, and 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 we all have a cap on how much we make and how much we have to spend. And sometimes it could be a little bit painful when you go out to eat financially on the wallet and the yeah. purse on the bank account. So to to just kind of willy nilly nilly just give your money away like that. Because, well, that's why I, I choose not to give my money away like that. Well, I, mean, I only go to places where I know there's that consistency. And if that's disrupted, mm-hmm. I no longer frequent. Like another one of my favorite restaurants who had like one of the best desserts, had some great chicken fingers. I went there this weekend. It was like the first time I'd been there in three months. They changed their menu. Oh. And so I'm like, oh. uh, another another yeah. b- pillar for me, God. <laughs> Look, sometimes. Yeah, I Literally. Yeah, like who can you trust? They didn't even have French fries anymore. They had chips. Some, the chips, French fries. Uh-oh. Even the it's best of, wide receiver in the game sometimes runs a wrong route. It happens, so you can't. And 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 it it you shouldn't pay the price for that. So we'll we'll we're, we're going to continue. This is a uh, we're going to table this for now, <laughs> but we're going to get back to it and we're going to make gonna sure. Therapize me. People love that. The on, on the Wednesdays, we're going to get Ash in here, and we're going to have Ash come in here. Well, Ash has this ability. She's got this very sweet, angelic face, but it can go like really rigid and like menacing when things are wrong. Like she has this ability yes. to change her face and without saying a word. We got to teach that. She's got to like uh, bring you that ability to like change his face. Like we're like, it loses, it loses all humanity. And she's like, she doesn't have to say a word, but it's like, 
oh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm in the wrong. Without saying a word, she can get somebody to be convinced, like, you know what, you're right, uh, I'm on the wrong uh, yeah. there. And uh, we got, it's something she must be saying in her mind, but it's in but her if, face without saying a word. I, guarantee, I almost guarantee you this. If you told Ash, if you, if you, if you um, um, presented her your typical approach in those situations, what's, is that Shirley over there? Hell yeah, Shirley's always she here. She would pick up Shirley and beat you down with Sheila. it. Sheila. I know. Sheila. I mean, I'm not Shirley. Sheila. Oh, she would yeah. say, you Shirley's have got sister. to, she would try to, she, figuratively speaking here, just beat that out of you because her, her whole job is, 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 is predicated on doing what's right, like getting what's right for people right. that have been essentially wronged. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and it's not anybody's fault. It's a human error, but you don't have to eat a burger that you don't like. Right. With stuff on it that you don't like. And for me, I, I despise it. I can't. I would throw up all over the place if I had to eat something. Even even when they do the little brush it off because you could still taste it. No, you're going to go make that burger the way I asked. And we we entered into an agreement here. The agreement was I'm going to pay you for the dinner or lunch or whatever it is. And and so you, you're asking me how do I want it. I'm telling you how I want it for a reason. We all know what that reason is. It's it shouldn't be that hard to make it right, and if they're on the off chance, if some if there's if there was a you know breakdown in communication or just a a, a brain fart, whatever it is, I'm the paying customer, and it you, you, it's on you to make it right by me because I'm paying fair value for for something for 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 fair what's coming back to me. I just don't have the energy to fight against my nature in every moment of my day. Yeah, it's, like it's, I'm already doing that. With my job, I'm already doing that to prepare for my job. Sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna yeah. let it go. Right. And, there, there's and points move on where it's like, yeah. By the time you get to a restaurant, something, you're like, I can't something, fight anymore. Ha- something <laughs> in some areas of my life, I have to take shortcuts and make simplifications because otherwise, I sim- I simply won't eat. What do you, like? What, I, or I simply won't do it because there's too much either fight against the machine or. Um, I don't know. There's just too. There's not enough spoons. Is it about getting to you theory. early in the day for that? Because what if you were like Danny? And this is about the coffee caper yeah. from yesterday. Oh. Danny had a Starbucks coffee, so it's like you go and order a coffee, right? It was Starbucks, and he put it in the fridge. <laughs> we have to get and like in less than that. a half an hour, it is gone. Somebody and there's like there's like less than ten people in the building at, at this the time. Point, yes, it's <laughs> almost like I, what happened to the coffee? Yeah. I would rationalize that. I'd be mad, but clearly somebody needed that more than me, and it's oh, <laughs> not something I can control. And so I would, I would let it go. No. But this morning, I, I realize this right as the show starts, and it's gonna be in my head all day. Like I forgot to bring my headphones with me today. My the ones mm-hmm. I already have around my neck, like just in case I need to kind of go in my own world and and do all that. Oh yeah, those I forgot yeah. them this morning. I'm okay. like, that's. Something I can control. That's something I'll get bent out of shape about, and just and if, think if about. I'm Danny, um, it's it's not at this point. It's not so much about the coffee. <laughs> it's about looking somebody in the face. Like, where would you? Where do you get off? Right. What kind of a arrogant <laughs> aspect do you have that you would just blatantly steal somebody else's? That's mine. Coffee. It, it, it's a little messed up because now yeah. we're embarking on uh, the break room. Now is back to the L and M grocery stand where. Um, Lotus is really wonderful, but they brought in and have a bunch of s- snacks and stuff. Instead of a vending machine, they provide their own snacks, but you have to pay. You're on the honor system. There's no machine there. There's a little black box with a lock on it, and mm-hmm. you're supposed to go and put the money in. It's either a dollar or $2.50, whatever. And now we're back to the trust system that was there prior to COVID. And let me tell you something. There were, there were some wide emails that were sent like, we have caught you on camera. 
We're not going to say who it is. You know who you are. Pay up for that Reese's. All right. And you know, we are going to start seeing a flurry of emails like that because people are now on the honor system and we already have a coffee being stolen that was so blatantly not yours. That's what I mean. That happened yesterday. That was yesterday. Keys to the castle. Keys to the castle. (laughs) Keys to the castle. Legitimately. And so this is a this is a trust fall by a lot of by by a lot of stretches. What what would be the first thing you eat out of that? Oh, I saw there was uh, some varieties of of donuts. Yes. Yeah. Good. It's sometimes you need to eat something, and sometimes you're just looking to eat something. And I was checking to see what kind of breakfast. Anything could be breakfast if you want it to be, but I was just you know taking a gander. But it seems like we got some good drink selections, all that stuff. It but, is good. Uh, but I'm gonna also... try not mm-hmm. to get into that routine because that that thing will drain my money before I know it. Yeah, there there used to be a system where you could write your name down, and then at the end of the week they would just take it out of your check or something like that because it would just it would multiply, you know. Mm-hmm. And after a while, but there's two cameras. Just remind everybody there are two cameras: one by the box and one in the back by the cupboards. They'll get you. You know, uh, that reminds me of the uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals. You know, at the at the facility in Henderson for the Raiders, they've got that beautiful lunchroom or meal room. Where it's just twenty four seven, they're just oh, they got cooks, they got everything, they can make you anything. I mean, it's f- tremendous food, by the way, and it's all you know. You're you're a player, you go in there, but if you work there, you know, you could go in there when the players aren't there. You know, you could go pick up lunch or whatever. And um, with the Cardinals, and this came out in a survey that uh, that I think the NFL Players Association did, or somebody uh, did a survey, and it turned out that the Cardinals were charging their players for the food, right. Yep, they were docking them, kind of like what you were just talking about here. You you, you end up paying, and and, te- and players are like, "Why is my check, <laughs> you know, so light, you know, th- this month?" Well, you had, you know, yeah, like seventeen meals, you know. Well, yeah, I know because I'm here, and that's you know. So I can't leave the facility just, to go and eat. That's just BS right there. <laughs> what, like, talk about penny pinching in uh, in in Moneyball. Billionaires, man. Remember Moneyball? They yeah. had to they had to buy their little sodas the soda from the. Machine. Uh, <laughs> and you go to a typical clubhouse. There's like everything that you can possibly want. I'm sure, you know, for even at you know in, at hockey, <clears throat> to some extent. I mean, I at you know uh, I, maybe it's we a got bit... chocolate milks. <laughs> Ooh, at, at, at Ohio State, you guys didn't have a meal. Oh, uh... Ohio State, we got some some per diem, and we'll, yeah. and uh, we would send us at, at Saint A's. We'd get chocolate milks and then a bunch of pre-made PB and J sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah, you get like fifty of those for the weekend, and then you know you stop at Panera for a group meal, stop at Outback Steakhouse for a group meal. That's and, good. Outback's oh, good. I got my bread's worth on those trips. Let me tell you. But yeah, it's some some athletes get a lot, and of most course. of us get a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, for very little, and we have to be very <laughs> grateful for what we get because ultimately everything costs money and. Uh, it's it's a privilege. Yeah, and there's no going back. Mm-hmm. This is the life we have chosen. And we'll take a break now and come back at 7:30. We'll talk to Tony Pauline, longtime NFL draft analyst, as well as uh, you know working in the free agency realm and the draft. Tony will kind of talk about where the league is, where the Raiders could be at, all that and more at 7:30. Also at nine o'clock, we'll talk to Andy Phillips, former offensive lineman. More on the NFL coming up next here on the Morning Tailgate. Back here on the Morning Tailgate, Clay Baker, Lindsey Brown, Vinny Bone Senor, a full-fledged three hours, a little less than three hours at this point, two hours and uh, we're about twenty minutes in. Minutes. There you go. Left of uh, our glorious experiment that goes down each and every morning. Uh, we're going to be getting into some guests here in just a few minutes. We're going to get them on the phone. Tony Pauline is going to join us to talk some NFL free agency and draft. We've got plenty of questions 
uh, dialed up for that. But we did get some news yesterday. And again, like news is a subjective thing. Like what is truly news? Is Justin Fields unfollowing the Bears news? And is uh, Antonio Pierce saying that there's Mahomes rules uh, truly news? Because we also know where we're at in this part of the season, which is the off season, which is the week after the week of the Super Bowl, where most of this industry is off. Yeah, and uh, Antonio has been going on a lot of podcasts, or at least a couple of prominent podcasts, one of which is The Rush with um, uh, Max Crosby. And uh, he kind of, not that he showed his age, but he showed his era for sure uh, by, by uh, referencing Patrick Mahomes and referencing how the Raiders need to deal with Patrick Mahomes. And it started really on Christmas Day, the week of that practice, was where he brought what we're getting ready to talk about up first. And now they're going to build off it, um, you know, as they as they continue to play Patrick Mahomes. And he basically said there's Patrick Mahomes rules. And what he used as a reference point was back in the day, all right, before Michael Jordan really became the Michael Jordan, the champion, um, he went like seven years, his first seven years without winning a championship, all right? And there were a bunch of reasons for that. The, the Celtics with Larry Bird were the superior team. They knocked him out a couple of times. And then it got to a point where it was the Pistons. It was Isaiah Thomas and, uh, you know, Bill Lambeer and that whole crew uh, that that had the, you know, Bulls' number, and they kept knocking him out in the playoffs. And one of the things that Detroit came up with was the Michael Jordan rules. And it was a way of defending Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, especially, it was about being physical. Especially, yes, especially in that era. Um, it's different than it is now, and that's just a fact of the matter. There's rules that are that have changed. You could body guys up more. You could be more physical uh, in the in the 80, late 80s, early 90s. Um, you could hand check. You could push around. And and their rules for Mahal, or for Michael Jordan was to make him feel you at all times that he's on the court. He's going to know that you're there. You're going to be physical with him. You're going to be intentional with him. And it worked. Um, you know, then Michael, it was Michael's turn and the rest is history there. But from, from Antonio Pierce's perspective, he wants the Raiders to implement something along those lines when you're dealing with Patrick Mahomes by being physical, being tough, making sure that he understands that if, if, if he crosses into your territory, He's going to pay a price for that um, or, or at least know that you're there because he wants his team to be physical with him. And really, that's kind of how they beat the Chiefs on Christmas Day. They didn't score. They didn't do a lick offensively in that game. Mm-hmm. They played bad offensively. They got two, two defensive touchdowns, including a pick six by Jack Jones on Patrick Mahomes. We saw him kind of looking at Patrick Mahomes saying, oh. I didn't think you, th- you probably didn't think you were throwing it to me, did you? Or that I was going to take this back for a touchdown. And so he came out, Antonio Pierce, this week on, on Crosby's show and referenced that, that there's going to be Patrick Mahomes rules. And now a lot of people have kind of run with it a little bit. Mike Florio in particular over at Pro Football Talk uh, in terms of should the league get involved? Is this, gonna, is this a finable offense that Antonio Pierce uh, has done? I don't – I didn't I, – I listened and I read and I wrote about it, and I didn't see anything that was egregious that stepped over any line whatsoever. Well, we'll get into more of this because it's interesting how the league loves to have Netflix specials and talking about Max Crosby getting physical with Patrick Mahomes. 
But yet, when it comes down to Antonio Pierce talking about it, it's a completely different situation. They kind of love push pursuing the physical aspect and the one-on-one between Mahomes and Crosby, but yet they everyone is desirous to find some way to you know put some sort of responsibility on Antonio Pierce because he's just the coach. We'll get into more of this because there's some large-ranging large aspects on this. And Tony Pauline joins us now. He's the consulting editor and NFL draft analyst at SportsKeeda.com, longtime NFL writers. Tony, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning to you. How are you? I'm okay. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, you know what? We wanted to ask you a couple of things, especially when it kind of concerns with the draft. And, you know, the Justin Fields thing is interesting just because, you know, the Bears are in a precarious position with the number one pick. But at the same time, uh, how do you think they're going to start handling this in the next few weeks as they go through the combine and prepare for the draft and how they handle Justin Fields, especially when you know that there's a market for him? Well, I mean, it's not a matter of how they handle Justin Fields. I think it's a matter of getting as much as they can for Justin Fields. They talk to teams about trading Justin Fields at the Senior Bowl. Next week starts the Combine. All 32 teams will be there. I'm sure I guarantee there will be additional talks as far as, uh, you know, what teams are interested uh, in Justin Fields and what they're willing to pay. And, you know, if if history shows anything, it will be a couple of days after the uh, Combine that a trade is likely to happen. We've seen trades where teams move up, teams move down, players traded often happen right after the combine because, again, that's where all 32 teams are. You'll have the GMs there, the coaches there, sometimes the owners show up. Uh, so there's a lot of power people in Indianapolis next week. I would expect a lot of talk, and I don't think it's going to last that much longer. I agree, and uh, you, you could also throw Russell Wilson into that equation. Yep. A little bit of a different situation, different dynamics, not necessarily a trade. Uh, and also Kirk Cousins. Uh, and we're here in Las Vegas, and obviously number one priority is the Raiders finding a quarterback. So do you do that in the draft? Do you do that through a trade, i.e. Justin Fields? Do you do it in free agency, perhaps Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins? What are you hearing about potentially the Raiders' path to getting a quarterback? And is Russell Wilson, do you think, uh, a, an option that they should consider? I've heard that the Raiders do have interest in Russell Wilson. I wrote a story at Sports Skitty the other day saying that they have genuine interest in trading for Justin Fields. Russell, Russell Wilson's name was also mentioned as someone you know they would consider. The thing with Russell Wilson is, you know, he's got a bit of baggage. Do you want to bring that type of guy into a locker room? I don't know that that is Antonio Pierce's type of guy. So I think that has to be figured out. I think Tom Telesco. Would like to bring, you know, would consider. I don't. I want to say like would consider bringing him in, but now you know you've got a new sort of relationship there with a head coach who was the interim head coach, made the full time head coach, and a brand new general manager. They've got to get on the same page. I have heard Russell Wilson's name uh, passed around. I did write the article that there was genuine interest in Justin Fields. It depends on what other teams are interested in Justin Fields. You know, we saw this, you know, not too long ago with Mitch Trubisky although he wasn't traded, uh, you know, with, uh, ironically, the Chicago Bears. Uh, and there was a lot of talk at the, at the combine where he was going to go, ended up with Pittsburgh. That hasn't worked out. So, uh, you know, Justin Fields is a nice quarterback, but there's a reason why the Chicago Bears are going to take Caleb Williams with the first pick of the draft and trade Justin Fields. Yeah, and honestly, I would kind of love him in Pittsburgh and just to kind of settle their situation, see what they can do with a quarterback like him. And, and obviously, they, they know how to find a consistent winner. We're talking to Tony Pauline here from Sports Keto. And I want to kind of merge the market here between the draft and free agency because there's a lot of high-end talent that's going to be hitting the market as well as it's going to be uh, available in terms of prospects. So when you look at the cornerbacks and you look at somebody like Legereus Sneed, who probably has the highest flying of stocks 
Uh, but then you also look at the draft where there's some really good cornerback talent. And I look, which teams are the most desperate for that top-level cornerback in terms of pursuing Legereus Sneed? And how much of a, a pause does this draft class, at least at the cornerback position, give you in maybe taking a chance on them versus paying top dollar to the top uh, free agent? Yeah, again, I, I wrote a story uh, a couple of weeks ago about Legereus Sneed. I know the Denver Broncos are very high on him. The Atlanta Falcons are high on him. Uh, and he's going to command a salary of you know, $18 million a year. So you're correct. I mean, do you, do you pay Legereus Sneed $18 million a year, or, or do you roll the dice with the Kool-Aid McKistry of Alabama, Quinion Mitchell of Toledo, Terry and Arnold, uh, you know, who you hope to develop. And remember, LeJerry Sneed was what, a fourth-round pick? Mm-hmm. Uh, point being is, you know, it's as much the coaching and the player development. Uh, I, I think with Sneed, the Denver Broncos are kind of interesting because, you know, you mentioned Russell Wilson before. Sean Payton wants a new quarterback. If they go after Sneed, I believe that that's a sign that they're going to really try and, and move up, and they could dangle Patrick Sertain uh, as trade bait to move up to get one of the three top quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thought there because uh, you wonder what kind of jockeying for position will take place. What makes you feel that way? Well, the, the fact is that Sean Payton wants a, needs a quarterback. He's desperate for a quarterback, and yeah. he wants to move up uh, to get one of the top three quarterbacks. I had wrote about this at the Shrine Bowl. This was a talk uh, during the Shrine Bowl that he wants to move up, and then there was talk that he would dangle Patrick Sertain as a contingency to get up there. And then within the past week, I've been told that the Broncos are poking around about LeJarrius Sneed. So it's either that they want to have two dynamite cornerbacks or they want to use one of them, Patrick Sertain, particularly as trade bait to move up to get one of the three quarterbacks, or one of the three spots, I should say, so they could get one of those top quarterbacks, which I believe is going to be very difficult. Yeah, and if you're the Denver Broncos, the problem for them is they are on the negative side of the salary cap right now. They're down like $24 million, so they got to figure that out. And then they gave up so much to get Russell Wilson, they don't have a lot of draft assets to move up. So obviously it makes some, some sense that they would try to dangle a certain. They don't have the assets, and I don't know that they have the money right now to go be big players in, in free agency. So they're in a kind of a precarious spot. But from the Raiders' perspective, that is a team that I think the Raiders need to get over uh, they and the Vikings, in order to get their quarterback, whether you're talking about obviously trying to get to number three or wherever to get one of the top three guys. But there's another quarterback that's starting to write, you know, uh, uh, move up the draft board, and that's J.J. McCarthy. Um, where do you think the Raiders, or anybody for that matter, needs to trade up to to make sure that they get J.J. McCarthy at this point? I, 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 my last mock draft, I did not have J.J. McCarthy going in the first round. So I, I would disagree that J.J. McCarthy is moving up draft boards. I think J.J. McCarthy would have been a good option for the Raiders if uh, Harbaugh had ended, up, uh, had ended up there as their head coach. I think he definitely would have been there. But, you know, there's a lot of concern, and there's a variety of opinions in the scouting community about J.J. McCarthy. You can't get really too caught up in uh, mock drafts at this point. I mean, J.J. McCarthy, he's got great moxie. He's a confident guy. He was a great leader at Michigan. He was a terrific college quarterback. But the fact is, is... They really didn't need him that much because they had that phenomenal offensive line that went seven deep. They had a great running game. They didn't ask him to throw that much. When you watch the film, when you really break down the film, my concern with J.J. McCarthy is a lot of those questionable throws that he made on Saturday that he was able to get by with are going to turn into interceptions on Sunday. McCarthy is going to be an interesting case study. Let's see how he does at the combine. If he throws at the combine, 
Does he have the arm strength? Do his deep passes get downfield with speed? Are they hanging in the air? I love J.J. McCarthy, the college quarterback. When you project him to the next level, not as high on him. Hmm. That's interesting, Tony. And I'm just starting to kind of uh, watch some tape, and I'm not as versed as as you are when it comes to watching these prospects. But when I watch J.J., it just seems like so much of his movement is clean. Fundamentally, he doesn't have a lot of extra steps. He doesn't put himself out there for extra contact. But like you said, the decision-making is everything at the next level. And so is your management of of time and space. And when I I watch J.J. McCarthy and then I watch Bo Nix, I see some similarities, just the way that they go about their business, the where they hold their weight, how they throw the ball. What's the biggest difference between Bo Nix and J.J. McCarthy by, by, your, uh, by your scout? Well, I mean, Bo Nix was the guy who, he was the main cog at that Oregon offense. I mean, J.J. Michigan, you could say, was the offensive line. You could say it was Blake Corm. J.J. McCarthy was a piece of the puzzle. You take J.J. McCarthy off of Michigan and you put another quarterback in there, I still think Michigan has a lot of success. You take Bo Nix off of Oregon, and you put another quarterback in there. I don't think Oregon does as well as they did. Now, as far as the next-level projection, I mean, the thing with Bo Nix is he's a great game manager. He has it going on between the ears. He sees the field. He, he uses his weapons well. He spreads the ball around. The question for Bo Nix, which he did not answer during senior bowl practice, is the arm strength. Can he make a lot of next-level throws? You saw consistently with Bo Nix, as I saw on film with J.J. McCarthy, that when they've got to power the ball into a target, they're often high of the mark, which usually means they're putting too much effort into the throw or they're really winding up to get a lot of speed on the throw, which, is, which results in a high release and the ball being high of the mark. So with Bo Nix, you know, I think like J.J. McCarthy, the question is arm strength. The question is, are they a, a quarterback that's going to carry a team versus a game manager? And there's nothing wrong with a game manager. It's just that in this day and age, everyone gravitates towards that quarterback that's going to be able to carry the team. It's Tony Pauline here with us, sportskeeda.com, longtime NFL writer, NFL draft analyst, and consulting editor. Hey, lastly, out of the, uh, the combine coming up next week, which quarterback do you think will surprise everybody that's not on everyone's radar right now? Um, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question. Uh, I see a lot of these guys played at both the Senior Bowl and the Shrine Bowl, so they're they either did very well or they were exposed. Uh, I mean, if I had my druthers, I- I'm going to say Devin Leary of Kentucky by way of North Carolina State. I think he's going to interview very well. He's got a, a quick, compact release. He's got a live arm. He was a terrific quarterback at North Carolina State, was highly rated by NFL scouts going into the 2022 season, decided to transfer to Kentucky, and it didn't work out. I mean, he... He and his receivers were on the different pages early in the, in the year. He had a lot of passes dropped, but he's got a lot of NFL ability. And he's a guy who, prior to uh, arriving at Kentucky, before senior season at North Carolina State, was highly considered in the NFL uh, scouting community. And you can see those skills there. It's just a matter of him getting it back together, getting the accuracy, getting the pass placement, which he had previously shown at North Carolina State. So if there's a guy who I think people could be wooing about after the combine, the quarterback, I think it would be Leary of uh, Kentucky. Awesome stuff. Tony, thanks for making time with us today. We appreciate it. Let's talk again soon further towards the draft. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Tony Pauline. Tony. Longtime Led Zeppelin fan and uh, <laughs> with SportsKeeda.com. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting thought. Like, all right, you know, Tony's got his p- opinions. He's an opinionated yeah, guy. Maybe but, an Ohio State fan, too. Yeah, Never I, know. Probably not. But, you know, you know, 
he's from like you know the you know, Eastern New York. You know, it's like you know, he's hardcore. It's you know, just he, a, it just doesn't jive with what I'm hearing though. But like you know, especially with, with the arm strength. Nobody, yeah, like it, he he will he will take his position and he will run with it. But That's you fine. know what? Not many people are offering dissenting opinions on a lot of the top quarterbacks in this draft. So when you hear it, you have to ask why. Right. Because yeah. every, everyone is all blue sky about everybody. Yeah, well, not really. Uh, I've, I've, there, there's enough about a, a couple of guys that I've asked about. They're like, mm, guys that I like, like Michael Nix. I've gotten, mm, I mean, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Michael Penix. Oh. Like, I liked him, and I, and I think he can be, and but it's like, eh, not so sure about that, you know, from people that I respect. Mm-hmm. McCarthy? There's a lot of like for McCarthy out there right now. And I can tell how people would gravitate watching J.J. McCarthy. But he plays like a gamer. And the arm he, strength he is not. He plays like you would want to play like an athlete. Yeah. He does. And the arm strength is, is, is plus from people that I talk to. I think about the nuance of arm strength because that means different things, right? Or at least you get to that in different ways because you could have amazing arm strength and so your lower body really isn't that big of a deal, right? Where I look at Bo Nix, maybe he doesn't have that heave ability that uh, that, uh, Tony's looking for. But in terms of the fluidity of his arm and all these different angles, and he can go over the top and do the the laser. And again, I'm watching the video where he had no drop passes and a great looking pocket every single time he played a get, a, behind a great line. And so he should go number one overall because nobody dropped a damn pass. But he also could be in the red zone and then do like a quick little trigger side throw to the strong side outlet. And that's where I'm looking like, what's arm strength truly? How much of your body do you need to utilize to get the ball down the field and how much can you make up for it? Because sometimes you can do, uh, you can get it done by not being the most fundamentally sound person. Yeah, He wasn't questioning arm strength. He was questioning accuracy on the second level of the throws. Right, a little high. Right, and there's a lot, and that will all come out in the wash in the combine. Yeah. That will be tested. Mm-hmm. So we're going to find out, like, how accurate is he for those second level throws and how quick is it going to be? Because, as he's noted, that uh, they're, they're coming up high. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, if you look at a lot of J.J.'s interceptions in college, they're really bad interceptions. Mm-hmm. So you may, it makes you wonder, like, all right, what is the pattern there of the long-distance throw for him? Because we've seen arm strength guys come into the combine, and they get found out pretty quickly. Yeah, um, uh, that, that, all, that all, you know, uh, uh, sounds, sounds good. But he was a pretty accurate thrower. And the, the statistics show the accuracy. And I think especially in – this kind of an offense with, with what the Raiders are, you know, kind of trending toward with the West Coast. I think he is a good fit uh, there. The uh, Bo Nix just underwhelmed with him seeing him in person. Like the accuracy wasn't there. And granted, it's the senior ball you're working with wide receivers that you haven't been working with. Mm-hmm. But but too many other quarterbacks there, including a guy like Spencer Rattler, were really on target and 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 really flinging it um, during that week. Whereas Bo was just. It just something. Maybe he just had a bad week. Uh, that could definitely uh, be it. But yeah, to say that he's not going to go, that McCarthy's not going to go in the first round. I, I don't, Somebody's going to probably. I don't pick see him. that. He might not be a first round talent, but somebody <sighs> might put a name tag on him and say that's that's the real thing. Well, national champions do that. I mean, when you win a national championship and you're the quarterback of the team, that happens. And that's like you know, we will find out uh, yeah. a little bit further. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we're over time. Uh, 702-365-9200 is the number. You can hit us up on the text line and on the phones. We'll take your thoughts on, you know, uh, prospective quarterbacks in the draft, but at the same time, the Justin Fields stories that kind of roll around, as well as the Mahomes rules, all that and more. Good news, 
Thanks to all who have tuned in. Raider Nation Radio is starting. You're, you're off with a chance to hit the jackpot every Monday through Friday. You could win $2,024. Listen in for the daily code and text it to 702-365-9200 to register. The contest opens each day at 7 a.m. and goes until 5 p.m. So if you text us outside of those hours, they do not count. You have to be on time and ready all damn day. The code changes every day. So make sure that you're listening to Raider Nation Radio for that code. And you can hit the jackpot, $2,024. All thanks to Lotus Broadcasting and Raider Nation Radio. And that word, the code, Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N, Martin, just like the butler from The Parent Trap. That is your code word. Send that in to 702-365-9200. From the text line, from the Dollar Loan Center as well. Uh, Justin in uh, Sacramento says, I work in a restaurant, as we talked earlier about uh, sending food back and the worry about it. Uh, Take it from me. I'd rather you enjoy your food with your hard-earned money Mm -hmm. than throw it away outside. There are multi-million dollar companies, and they don't feel bad. Justin from Sacramento. Okay. Thank you, Justin. And they want you to come back, too. Like, they don't want you, well, you messed my my order. I'm never going to come back here again. Like. Just send it back. We'll get it fixed. It, it happens. It's a, it's a mistake. It's not like a, um, you know they didn't commit murder or anything like that. It's just it was a it was an honest mistake. And so and I, it's always a pleasant exchange for me. I'm like hey you know and I always kind of so sorry but you know we did t- you know so I don't I'm not I'm never a jerk about it and uh, you know so it's kind of also definitely how uh, y- you handle it. Um, but uh, so you know what do you you you, you're gonna, you gotta. It just causes me causes me great distress to do that. It just really bad anxiety for like that period of time. And sometimes you just gotta suck it up and deal with it. But uh, I, I try to pick and choose battles a little bit more. But thank you, Justin. I I, I send me your restaurant. I'll come. I'll there come order go. from you. Yeah, we'll, Sacramento. I don't. I don't we'll care. I I do not care about the companies and their money, but I care about you and uh, the the money that the company pays you and making sure that that still happens. And so that's. That's where I'm at. Jeff from the 239 says uh, about the quarterbacks we were talking about, I don't think J.J. McCarthy is going to be as good as C.J. Stroud, but last year all we heard was C.J. won't be good because he wasn't asked to do X, Y, and Z. I think J.J. looks good, and he's young, and he has time to improve. In the right system with good coaching, he could be a playmaker in the NFL. Thank you, Jeff. That is a great great point. Well, I Mm -hmm. think anybody could say that, though. What do you mean? uh, he, with time to improve and the right system with good coaching, he could be a playmaker in the NFL. I think, well... Isn't, they, that, isn't that great that we all have a chance? Yeah. No, what, what with I'm saying, time to improve, great coaching, and in the right system, those are three things right there that don't always all happen all at once. Yeah, but I think uh, what I was referring to was, was some, some of the criticism of C.J. Stroud where he, the, the criticism was he didn't break off and make plays enough. And it was like he didn't have to because he was... He played behind a pretty good offensive line. He had NFL-caliber receivers all over the place and delivered beautiful, wonderful throws to those wide receivers and sometimes in his second and third reads, which is what you want um, as an NFL quarterback. But there was like this stigma of him like he doesn't run enough. And we we talk about the conversation that, that we had with him in Indianapolis. He's like, you know, that's not my job. My job is to deliver the ball. And just because it's not there on the first read, doesn't mean I'm now I have to just go run it. I want it. Where's my second read? Where's my third read? That's what we draw up. That's what we practice. That's what we uh, talk about. That's what we rep in practice over and over again. So just, just bail out because the first read's not there just to show that I've got legs. That's doing the whole play an injustice. And as we saw in um, in Houston, great player and any because it was a, it felt like there was this, this consensus that 
Bryce was the better prospect, and CJ was, uh, you know, heck, there were people that were talking about Will Levis ahead of him, mm-hmm. a couple of other quarterbacks, and it turns out that he was the best rookie at least. And I, I, I haven't lost hope, though, for Bryce Young either. I think he's been in a horrible situation, um, and hopefully they get the things right around him um, so that he can get back on track because I think there's a lot of talent there still. Well, that's why I look at the prospects and, and what they can do and their abilities to, to improvise, to adapt at the next level. But it's just as much about the organizations themselves, too, mm-hmm. on whether or not these players succeed. Because you have to give people the benefit of the doubt that they're going to work their ass off for you until they show you not to be. I, I think that's that's how I live my life. And if you don't, that's fine. But that being said, that's why I, I – that gives me pause or that's the the source code for a lot of my do we sit this quarterback for you or do we take a quarterback now because I look at is the organization ready do they have the right people making the right play uh, picks and are their picks already there to help them out right because then you could pick a CJ Stroud put him on Carolina and maybe it's a completely different reality maybe he has a Bryce Young here we don't know and we never will mm-hmm. we never will but that's where you just take a shot in the dark and you hope that you've created a supportive enough environment where people can find a way to succeed to, and not everybody can do that on a consistent to basis. To your point, um, remember when Houston went and played the Jets and they had a bunch of injuries? The, the, the Texans had a bunch of injuries and CJ looked human in that game. Well, what do you expect had happened? When He's you one look, of the best defenses in the league. Well, but also you're not going to make a play every single snap. No, what snap. I'm saying is his supporting cast wasn't – all there in that game. And and so it was much more like a Bryce Young situation where he didn't have the normal talent that he would have around him. Now, to his credit, he took advantage of that uh, that talent. And not everyone can do that. He's obviously a second-level kind of a quarterback. But when, when that was stripped away from him, he looked very much like a Bryce Young in that game. All right, we'll come back into the second hour. We'll talk about uh, the Antonio Pierce comments about the Mahomes rules and the kind of fervor it's starting to build. Uh, We'll talk about that and get your thoughts at 702-365-9200. It's the gate. 